welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. So I heard your requests loud and clear. <laughs> Mom is back. So let's tune into this great conversation around the natural evolution of change with Cheryl Douglas. Enjoy. Hi, Mom. Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for coming back on. Sure. Anytime. <laughs> fun. It is so fun. Um, so when we were kind of powwowing on what we should talk about today, you mentioned this transformation of your hair because it looks so beautiful. And, and uh, when you started to talk, I said, stop, because this is the perfect thing to talk about for the podcast. <laughs> I know. So let's, let's describe to the people what's, what it looks like now. And, and uh, so, well, I can share. So now it's this beautiful, yes. you're really growing out your natural hair. So right. you've got. You've got a lot of curl coming out that you've never encouraged before. And, right. um, and then you're also letting your beautiful natural white hair start to come mm -hmm. out. Exactly. Which is a surprise to me because I thought I might be, I was worried that I'd have rat gray hair and people ask me, well, what does that mean? And I just say, look at a rat. There's no shine to it. Oh. That was my big, but until I jumped in to see what the truth was, then I um, I had all these fantasies in my head, right? Isn't that what we do all the time? We have all these expectations, all these goony things in our head, and the reality isn't half as bad as what you think it's going to be, and sometimes it's a hell of a lot better. Yep. So, yeah. So, um, so what, what was the, what was the, uh, impetus? I know that it was obviously the pandemic. So we had all the time in the world to try new things, but, uh, do you remember, was it something like where it just kind of occurred to you one day that you wanted to give it a shot? I can't remember the moment that yeah, it that would be magical. <clears throat> Some of it came from practical. And it had all kinds of thoughts in it. So here I was, which I had gotten my hair. I've had my hair. Um, I started my hair coloring when I was 15. My mother was off getting her bunions fixed in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and she came in the door and she said, in the old days, they just didn't. They cut them off, you know, the old bunions, because she was very, she was very, uh, not poor of love, but broke when they were young. And she and her five sisters. So anyhow, they had one pair of shoes and they just, mom happened to be the one on top, the oldest one. So they would just give the shoes down, but they had to wear them to almost holes before they could give them to the next sister. So they usually cram their feet into all those five girls, cram their feet as long as they could into those shoes. So anyhow, she came in the door and she said, oh, Cheryl, 
we have to do something better with that. <laughs> and I had snuck her bleach. And one time I had snuck it and put water back in. God, that poor woman. Put water back in. And she couldn't understand why her hair didn't take until she came home, walked through the door with her bandages on her feet. So she was hobbling and said, oh, my we have to do something better with that. And it was orange. Mm. Oh, my God. So, so up to this day. So here Galen was coloring my hair, my husband. Galen was coming, coloring my hair because the, everything was shut down. And so Kathy gave him, my hairdresser gave him um, the coloring. And then he would put it on my head. God love him. And it turned out really cute. Well, I used to go every three weeks and get it done and so and cut and all that. So anyhow, to try to make a long story longer, more shorter <laughs> preference, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just got tired. What a, a, what, what a pain in the backside to have to try to move everybody over to because I was neurotic about my roots. I have no idea why I had to fuss like that, but I did. And so, and so anyhow, just one time I thought, oh, to hell with it. I will just, when it shows up, it shows up. And, and when this whole thing is over, I'll just go back to my routine. And then pretty soon I got to the point where 60 years, is enough. <laughs> Do I have to do this anymore? And so when I think about my changes that started with my hair, and like Mike said, when I said, have you told Mike I'm letting my hair grow? And you know his one-liners? Yeah. Just be yourself. <laughs> Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Yes. His one-liner to everything is always the bottom point, right? Yes. So this is this was becoming my new self, and I had no idea there would be more changes going along, more peacefulness, more uh, letting things go, that just letting letting fusses go, and just being. Because we had enough to deal with with the pandemic, let alone all the rest of it. So as it's grown out, then I when I went back, I just told Kathy, the gal that fixes my hair, I told her, I am tired of it. Let's just get it down to whatever I am. And if I hate it, we'll put, put a few highlights in it. But I thought maybe I'd be really dark gray around my face. And it turned out that I'm more white than I am gray. So, so anyhow, then, then that was good. That so, was, I'm really liking it. And it's, it is naturally curly where I used to cut it off for about an inch all over my head. <laughs> and so now I'm wearing it longer uh, with more natural curl in it. So... It's kind of a blessing. And your sister harangued me forever about, Mom, you have naturally wavy hair. 
I went, mm-hmm. Patel, you know how she gets on you. See these pictures? You have naturally way be here. So anyhow, so I finally decided at least I'd try it. Yeah. So there's a story. So this was the beginning. So what what I'm hearing is, is that this was the beginning of actually, you know, what started off just like you're saying as a practical change because of the pandemic and you couldn't right. get your hair done and you couldn't do the routine. Right. You thought, mm -hmm. oh, well, we'll just, we'll embrace this and go back to the routine when it's over. Yes. But it was the beginning of kind of a transformation. Yes. And, and, you know, I, I got to observe it, but what is that? What, you know, I know, you know, it's hard to put words to a feeling, but what, if you kind of reflect on that, what, it, what is it, what bubbles up? Well, you know, I've always known that, that about every two to three years, something would kick in for me. It is time for evolution. It's time. And on the way, the feeling level for me, it's not as much in my head, but I have to keep, I have to catch up because I'm a feeler first, right? And then there's thoughts behind it. And it takes a while for me um, to kind of get what it is. But every once in a while, I feel like a fish out of water when you're flopping around. I'm not who I used to be, but I'm not exactly who I'm going to be. So I time to gather information to fill in the holes so then I finally get my feet on the ground emotionally. Okay, here, here I am. I'm complete. And this is a heck of a lot easier to say than when I'm in the middle of it, right? And then... <clears throat> And then after that, then I am different in the world. I am different. And uh, sometimes it's very slight. I always say I got around the back 40 and I take an inch of his temp. Dang, it's a lot of work. What the hell am I now? <laughs> I don't fit. Yeah. Uh, Am I getting something to you? Is there something that rings a bell? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always tear up when it's truth. Mm -hmm. You know? And I have a feeling it's probably truth for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes it hits you in the back with a back of your head with a frying pan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did I do this? But it's, it's usually an outside trigger. There's something, there's something that triggers an inside response to me. And then, and then I, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Interesting. Yeah. And, I, and this one was as easy as it was a pain in the neck to put everybody out to get my damn hair done. Kathy had to come down. She lives in Auburn come down to Roseville, or they had to catch somebody that's over it. I mean, it was nuts. It became nuts. And usually I don't have to be that nuts before I change. But this one was more of a, a visual, I think, in some ways. I don't know what it was. But it was just all I knew. It wasn't practical. And it, it's and I'm not a practical person 
too much till I married who I married and he's nothing but practical, right? (laughs) But he was willing to go my way and really work at it with me. And I just thought, you know, I'm really tired of the whole thing. So that's how it evolved. And I actually like it. Yeah, it's it truly is beautiful, Mom. That's wonderful. I'm just yeah. lucky that way. You know, yeah. and mom had that beautiful pure white hair. She covered it up for years till she got so old that she couldn't um even dad couldn't do it anymore for her because she just couldn't set up to do it, you know. Yeah. And then she came out with this sheet white hair. And I went, Oh man, I would have loved to have looked at that for years, years and years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I have absolutely experienced that feeling of that kind of three-year, you know, and maybe for some people it's different if, you know, if anybody listening is kind of getting reflective on when they start to feel that itch. Right. You know, I mean, there was that fantastic movie with uh, the seven-year itch. Wasn't that yes. with Jack Lemon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but um, there is that there is that feeling that starts to happen, where mm-hmm. you you kind of, in my experience, it's like you are continuing to do life the way you you normally do it, right? Whatever right. habits and routine you have, and then like you said, all of a sudden it just kind of hits you where it's like, it's. For me, it's almost like it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Like I'm not even that smooth at my old routine. (laughs) Like it it feels clunky for some reason. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's comforting that you, you have a known to it, but as soon as you start shifting, it's, it just doesn't fit whatever it is. It doesn't matter. I know that developmentally, there's stages in human human development. Um, so some of those big obvious ones you can kind of see, you know, 28, 29, do I, do I want to do this the rest of my life? They begin to look more at a career and maybe just a job or they love their job, but something else might change. And so, but so some of that is a huge thing your older sister's going through, which is the empty nest syndrome. And I remember that was tough when you left the last of the group. Yeah. Last of the herd. (laughs) When you launched, that was tough for a while. And uh, and it throws everybody in change. You in change, us in change. And then, uh, but it's the right thing. It's a good thing. But there's other ones in between. And so just like you said, things that used to be, comforting in some ways aren't anymore so yeah that's when I kicked in losing 17 pounds and that was another one Huge. And, um, so that's a you know that's a whole different thing but it almost kind of but it comes from the same thing though don't you suppose yes. right yes yeah, just the evolution and and my brother said years ago, he said, just remember all change 
is for the positive. So I just think you become more yourself. You're more true to yourself. What's inside is now more outside and obvious. And the good thing is, I'll just remember Sid Banks, but the good thing is the very nature of a human being is kind, open, full of heart. And and, uh, so the closer you get to that, that um, the closer you get to your own heart, the softer, the more open you become to others and what else is going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing that we work so hard at We work so hard for so long at being who we think we should be. Right. Creating a persona of who we think we should. Right. Portray ourselves as in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are the very things that get in our way. Truth. <laughs> Absolute, get it down to simplifying. That is absolutely the truth. And you can get yourself into so much trouble thinking you should be something and you're truly not. Yeah. You're, th- you're really, actually, you're much better when you get down to the heart space. Yeah. Without all the baggage. That we all carry, everybody. Everybody. Clean out that stuff and get down to what's real. And what's real is kindness. Yes. And I think that's the that's the thing I see the most in the world today is that stuff, there's an awful lot of baggage being carried. And it's just so much work, you know, instead of just being yourself. Yes. So I think there's kind of a I think there's kind of a misconception that happiness and success won't come without putting in a lot of effort. Um you know with you know with these ideas like I said you know we kind of you know, I can't just be myself. I have to also be all these other things in order for me to become truly happy or truly successful. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think that's where my tears come from when, when you were talking earlier is that it's just every time I'm reminded when I hear anybody speaking truth, that the opposite is true that it's the that it's the falling more into who we are that brings more peace and happiness and success right whatever right. that is to to anybody financial you know relationship yes you know any of any of these things um and it's just so relieving Oh God! <laughs> you have there's so much ongoing 
like your grandmother say, fuss about keeping up that image or keeping up something for the outside world when what's really happiness is the way, uh, what it is inside you that radiates. And it also makes other people more at peace. And we're all on different paths at different times, you know? It's like some people are ahead of us. Some people aren't quite there. Some people walk beside us in this path. <clears throat> and it's interesting. I always thought one of the things about my profession, my old profession, is that I always wanted to share with my clients that it's a team effort because I didn't, and that we all have stuff. And I sure didn't want to sit in the guru chair. In fact, I love with teenagers that if I got somebody that was real resistant, I would put them in my chair and I'd sit on the couch. <laughs> they could be in that position. And so, that was fun. And sometimes it lasted the whole time they were in there. <laughs> they probably loved it. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Not all of them did, but I had a few. And so, yeah, I was just thinking about that, that it's a team effort to get down to their wisdom, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, I don't know what that thought came up with. But that's kind of what I was thinking about. That's really what it is with all of us together. It's a team effort with each other. Yeah. You know, to find our way home. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's a, it's a beautiful thought, Mom, because to me, the, the essence of what you're talking about is the more that we can see that it's universal to have fuss Yes. Fuss. Yeah. The more that we can see that it's universal for everybody that we have fuss, it kind of, it takes it off the table that it means anything about us. Yes. And then, you know, the other kind of takeaway that's huge, frankly, for today is that the more you see that, the more lighthearted you can feel and, and truly embrace the fact that just like you shared about your hair, mm -hmm. is that we are always in evolution. And like Uncle Jeff said, change is always for the, for the good. Mm -hmm. So really, the more we can relax and enjoy the ride. Yeah. And I thought that one of the biggest challenges <clears throat> I read in a magazine with two, with two people, one a young a young woman was talking about that she had lost her parents this last year, and I don't know maybe one was COVID, but the other one had been ill, and she said, "I always believed." that the world, that energy was always for my best interest. 
And then she said, and it took me a while because I love my parents so dearly, that what came out of it, and I knew I would understand it as I got through the loss, which will never go away, but it's in me. But to move on was that because of that, I gained more strength. And so that's what I found in myself, that I needed to gain more strength, my personal strength. And that's what came out of that. I didn't know I had as much strength to be able to live through that. And so then she said, so it's still that belief of mine still works for me. So I thought that was really powerful, really powerful. So powerful. Yeah. She was very young, you know, in her 20s. Mm. You know, when, when they pass away, when they're in their 80s and 90s, that makes, you know, logical sense. But when you're so young, it's pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyhow. Well, we dropped it. You dropped some truth bombs today, Mom. Did I? You did. And I think that we could probably leave it at that. Okay. Because that was really beautiful. Thank you for the reminders. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> you, get me, you start making me think about it. <laughs> it's true. You dig around in there and make me think about it. I live with it, but I don't think about it all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, a thought, a thought to uh, finish with, which kind of fits, is Christine Heath, who is another therapist and three principles practitioner. Uh -huh. She was a student of Sydney Banks. You and I uh -huh. met her up at Salt Spring Island. Uh huh. Yes. She, um, I, heard, I heard a conversation with her the other day, and she said that when she was learning the three principles and starting to see life in this way, starting to... Yeah wake up to all this, um, she would get in her fuss, right? She said her biggest thing was always having a really busy mind and then yeah. feeling like she had to keep up with it, mm -hmm. you know? Right. So, and that could be about, you know, all of the clients needing more clients, or she said a lot of, she'd have a lot of thinking around her weight because there was a lot of weight conversation growing up in her family. Yeah. So she was always thinking about food or, you know, her work. It was like constant anyway. So she had called her teacher. She was, you know, a student of Sydney banks, but there was another. Yeah. I think Joe Bailey, I think was his name. Another mm -hmm. therapist teacher of, of hers. Anyway. She said she would call him to say, talk about her fuss, you know, to say, yeah. why can't I get around this? I can see it's my thinking, but I can't get around it. Yeah. And he would just say, oh, just stop taking yourself so seriously and hang up. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect because that's the truth. I know. Oh, for God's sake. I know. Yeah. And then the other thing that she said was there was one other comment he would make would, would be 
if he would, you know, it would either be stop taking yourself so seriously and hang up. Or she said a few times, he said, oh, go do a session with a client and just listen to yourself. You'll feel better after. And that's true. And how often have you told me that even as for yourself when you were a therapist? Yes. Because we get out of, you know, we, we don't think about ourselves when we're in a session. Oh, absolutely. You put it aside. And you, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You put it aside and get into somebody else's shoes. And besides, most of the time they have a hell of a lot more pain and about something than I do. I'm not that important, you know? And it just shows you too, when we're out of our own way, because it's not just you and me as, as helpers in this way. I think anybody out there can probably relate to when they're talking to a friend who's going through a problem and they can objectively see how the friend is the one that's kind of kicked up and really worried about something that they, that if only they could just stop worrying for a moment, they would feel better. Right. And so we can always see for other people, these really beautiful insights. Oh yeah. You know? And so absolutely, it's just kind of amazing. It's a, it's another pointing to, that intelligence that we always have moving through us that's guiding us forward for all those changes we're talking about that's helpful to to get us out of a rut when we're feeling like we're in in something you know there's always that available to us absolutely absolutely it's interesting isn't it that wisdom comes in and gives you a swift kick in the butt Today, yes. time to move on and find your own wisdom inside of yourself and stop the fuss and get out of your own taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I love you tons, Mom. Thank you. Sure. Anytime. It's been lovely, as usual. To yes. Beautiful face. And I'm glad I get to see you before long. And in real personhood. Yes. You and Michael. Yes. In just a few days. I can't wait to visit. I know. Me too. Uh, Be lovely. Yes. Lovely. All right. Well, until we, um, until I see you again and, and we'll bring you back on sooner than later. Cause it's always so okay. wonderful. Thank you. You too. All right. Love you, mom. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to share with friends and family and give us a rate and review on iTunes so more folks find us in this little corner of the podcast world. And give me a call. The hotline is always open for questions and comments. The number is 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. SS. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>